When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went and haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made, shown, they made known the saying that has been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wonder, wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Let us uh, pray once more. Lord, we want to thank you uh, for this time together. We want to thank you, Lord, for, uh, Lord, that, again, for your precious, precious gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you would, uh, Lord, bless us as we continue, Lord, to reflect this evening on uh, your son, on the incarnation, on the, the price, Lord, the heavy, heavy price that was paid, Lord, for a sinner like me. Uh, we just want to thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. And what a, a joy it is to uh, spend just a, at least a few moments anyway uh, with you this evening, with uh, my church family, with brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, brothers and sisters who I know have the, the same mind and the same heart and the same spirit, knowing uh, what we celebrate uh, this time of year. I just want to share a, a quick message with you, and then we're going to sing again. Uh, this evening, but I just want to share uh, br again a brief message, and I want to, as you see in your program there, come out of uh, a famous text, John 3.16. Now, when we think of Christmas, we don't often think of this famous text, John 3.16, but I do want to come from there this evening as we consider what it is that was given to the world by God of the Father. Let me read John 3.16. You may know it by memory. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, at Christmas time, we often spend time highlighting and thinking on the work of the son. How Jesus Christ, the divine son of God, the second person of the Godhead, the sovereign Lord of all, humbled himself, put on flesh, and became man. And rightly so. It is indeed a splendid thing, a, a wonderful, amazing thing that Jesus Christ did for those that he loved. To leave his heavenly abode, to be born in a manger, to live a perfect life of obedience, to die on the cross as a man in place of man, and to resurrect on the third day. It is no wonder why we take a season every year to reflect on the incarnation that is the, 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 the act of God becoming man, to highlight the work of the Son, to highlight his love, to highlight his humiliation, all so that mankind can have peace with their maker. And while the work of the Son is rightly reflected upon, we often overlook the work of the Father and the Holy Spirit. For the Christmas gift is truly a triune gift, the incarnation is a work of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Son became incarnate, but as the great creed says, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Again, the Christmas gift is a triune gift. 
Christ was born of a virgin birth that was accomplished by the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. What is it that we celebrate at Christmas? We celebrate Jesus Christ coming into the world. Oh, I know many people celebrate other things. Some celebrate a day off of work. Our children often celebrate two weeks off of school. Some celebrate the cheerful season. Some celebrate good food, friends and family. But the true reason for celebration is the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world. But let us not overlook the triune work involved in him coming into the world. In other words, let us remember that Christ coming into the world was a work of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This evening, I want to highlight the work of the Father in Christmas. And I want us to do so by pointing to that famous verse that we just read in John 3.16. Again, it's not a verse that we often go to during Christmas, but I believe it is very relevant to the Christmas story. I want to point out two acts of God that we see in this single verse. The first act is God's love. For God so loved. Don't let anybody tell you that God is not a loving God. Many people think of God as a heartless ruler, as a cruel dictator, as a divine being uninvolved in our world. But God is very much involved in our world, so much so that the text tells us that he loved the world. What makes God do something? What twists God's arm? Who makes demands of God? The answer is no one. The answer is nothing. If God was obligated to do something, then he wouldn't be God. What makes him God is that he is self-sufficient, that he is self-sustaining, that he is sovereign. He answers to no one. That is part of being God. But yet he chose to love. Not out of compulsion, not out of necessity, not out of pity. God, being the unmoved mover, needs no one to move him to love. But he chose to love because he is love and he set his love upon the world. Look what it says in Psalm 103, verse 8. It says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. You know what that word steadfast means? It means firm. It means unwavering. It means solid. My friend, that's a love that we don't know as humans. See, we're not perfect, which means our love is not perfect. Oh, some of us can love very well, but none of us can love like God. God, being perfect, can show perfect love. He can show steadfast, unwavering love that none of us can. See, our love, it wavers. Our, our love fails. Our love is often conditional. If someone loves us and we love them back, if someone is good to us, then it's easy for us to show them love. But if someone does us wrong, then our love can change. If, if something changes in a relationship, then our love often changes with it. But God's love is different. God's love never changes. His love is found in his being. In other words, his love is found in who he is. And since God can never change, then guess what? His love can never change. And Christmas is meant to give us a glimpse of that kind of love. And that leads to the second act of the Father that we see in this one verse. Not only did he love, but he also gave. He gave his only son. 
This was the great showing of his love, giving his son to the world. You know, it's easy to say that you love someone. Teenagers at high school dances do it all the time, right? But how do we see love? We see it when it's shown to others. We see it when a mother nurses her child. We see it when a father provides for his children. We, we see it when someone takes care of the sick or, or gives to the poor. Love is seen by our actions. We can say we love, but unless we show it, it means very little. Romans 5.8. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If love is measured by the amount given, then God's love is immeasurable. For God gave his son, and notice he didn't just give his son to live for us, but he gave his son, as Romans 5.8 tells us, to die for us. Who would do such a thing? Only someone full of love. Someone that is full of a love that I do not know. That is, until I know God. What have you given for someone that you love? Have you given money? Have you given clothes to someone that you love? Have you given food? Have you given resources? While those things may cost us much, they don't cost us everything. Yet this was the gift of God for those whom he loved, the gift of his son. You know, this time of year, there are many gifts given. On Christmas morning, children will awake to gifts under the tree. And who will receive credit for those gifts? Mom and dad, maybe Santa. When you think of the gift of the son, my friend, remember the love of the father. When you see the wreath on the door, when you see the lights on the tree or the bow on the gifts, let it remind you of the love of the father. Let it remind you of the love that the father showed by giving his son let it remind you of the vast and steadfast love, a love so grand, a love so immeasurable, a love so different than any love that we've ever known. Let it remind you that the sovereign Lord of all chose to love a sinner like you. Sinners like me. Sinners that deserve punishment for their sins. Sinners that mocked God. Sinners that turned their back on God, sinners that hated God and became enemies of God. My friend, consider this love. God didn't give his son for a righteous group of people. No, he gave his son for an unrighteous group of people. He didn't give his son to a good world. No, he gave his son to a wicked world. He didn't give his son to his closest friends. No, he gave his son to his enemies so that he can make his enemies his closest friends. That is love. And it is a love that you cannot know unless you believe on the son. The verse continues to say that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that tell you? Well, it tells me that you must believe in him and that there are some who don't believe in him that will perish and will not have everlasting life. We all have an innate desire to be loved. And we often seek out love and sometimes we find it in the wrong places. 
There are times when we think we, we finally found love, but then what happens? It turns out to be something that we thought it was, wasn't. We often think we can trust love, but love often fails us. Well, my friend, have you tasted the unfailing love of God? If not, then I invite you to do so this Christmas. I invite you to find the pure, never-ending, ever-satisfying love of God. You say, where do I look? Where do I find this love that you speak of? You find it in the babe that is lying in a manger. You find it in Christ. He is the hymn that should be believed on. He is the son that was given to the world. He is the gift of love that was given by the Father. If you believe, then you will be partaking of this gift of love. This Christmas, I invite you to believe. Believe on the Son, Jesus Christ. Believe that he was born a virgin birth in a manger, but grew up and lived a life of perfect obedience. But grew up and died on the cross to pay for the sins of the elect. They grew up and died and resurrected on the third day to new life. Believe and treasure this gift. Believe and treasure the gift of the Son, the gift of great love, the gift that was given by God the Father. Amen. Let us pray.